हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट एट इन डेवलपमेंट प्लानिंग नेचर एंड स्कोप वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग अवर टॉपिक रिक्वायरमेंट्स इन डेवलपमेंट प्लानिंग सब्सिडीज वुड बी लार्जली विड्रॉन सब्सिडीज हैव रिमेंड अनचेंज्ड एट फोर्टीन which reportedly largely benefit large farmers such as subsidies on power and fertilizers subsidies for food education and health overwhelmingly benefit urban folk and rich rural areas besides their implementation is placed with by more waste and corruption however withdrawal of subsidies remains a debatable issue since it could be contested that withdrawal of subsidies would hit the poor hard especially those which subsists solely on subsidized food provision through government schemes and also that the main issue is targeted implementation of subsidies not subsidies according to nayer if farm subsidies would be reduced in united states and european union global prices of the principal cereals would increase with stagnating production at home food would be unaffordable for the poor in the new liberal environment it is very important for developing countries like india to hold their own various issues concerning the common man principally agriculture on which large part of our population depends how can democratic decentralization help it is hoped institutionalization of planning at the local level would facilitate the much needed land reforms in rural areas and also impart more voice to the poor since local panchayat leaders it is hoped would be easily accessible certain issues could be tackled better at the local level such as encouraging production of coarse cereals and articulated in the 10th plan it is difficult to have a national policy of subsidy through the public distribution system since the shelf life of coarse cereals is less decentralized procurement as part of the public distribution system is being considered at the local level identification of below the poverty line bpl people could be better attempted for issue of subsidy entitlement cards for targeted public distribution system another major policy shift is likely to be from labor intensive rural development schemes to capital intensive schemes for example all weather roads would be more viable compared to temporary roads which are temporary labor intensive schemes which provide temporary employment to rural labor 
Now let us discuss agriculture. Despite government claims of buffer food stocks, the country is heading towards a hunger trap. The average monthly per capita expenditure of farm households across India is just over rupees 500 about rupees 75 above the ruler poverty line since this is an average across regions and classes and income groups this dismissal figure suggests that millions of households exist below the poverty line a steep shortfall in food grain output because of inability of Indian agricultural scientists to produce superior crop varieties. Low availability has made food costly, while China harvested 550 million tons of food grains last year. India was restricted to 200 million tons. Average annual farm growth rate was 4.5% during the 1991 to 1996 8th plan in the first three years of the ongoing 10th plan 2002 to 2007. Farm growth dipped to 1.1% continue. The buffer stroke with the Food Corporation of India FCI has laminated. Price are likely to shoot up further owing to continued shortage of food grains, oil seeds, and pulses. According to Nayar, the current diversification towards horticulture is misconceived or ill advised. Indian agricultural strategy should be grain oriented. Intensive efforts are needed in order to step up production. Recommended measures include better utilization of the enormous land mass. 51% of land is arable as compared to 11% world average. Through better soil management techniques like better nutrients. Most importantly, consolidation of holdings and land reforms, which will still remain an unfinished agenda even after over a half a century since independence. Cultivated land in India amounts to amount to about 130 million cultivators and 110 million laborers. The average holding is thus 1.4 hectares. This minuscule farm has to support on an average 6.5 persons who would need a monthly income of at least 2,500. Low soil productivity coupled with unstable agricultural prices will make sustenance hard for the Indian farmer. According to S.P. Singh, growth in the agriculture sector has deteriorated since the economic reforms. 
primarily because of the reduced public investment in the investment in agriculture. Low cost inputs that have competed out local products, capital intensive technology that has reduced dependence on human labor. These are the imperatives of the globalization. Given the constraints, however, ways have to be explored to create employment avenues and reduce poverty in the rural areas. Reduced public investment agriculture is likely to adversely affect private investment in agriculture since it is directly correlated with the public investment in power, road, irrigation, research and extension. Moreover, the character of private investment is different, therefore it could not be a substitute for public investment. Operational holdings in India have increased due to increasing fragmentation. Increased division leads to increased demands for farm assets and machinery. Therefore, private investment in capital would increase indebtedness of the small farmers and lead to underutilization of capital assets. Post-liberalization, government's policy emphasis has shifted towards providing latest technology to farmers to increase farm productivity through public-private partnership, which would facilitate state-of-the-art technology in production, harvesting, marketing, storage and processing infrastructure. However, this would benefit capitalist farming or large farmers more than strengthen the resource base of small and marginal farmers. Owing to small sizes of holdings, the technology would not be viable and the unit of cost of cultivation would increase. Therefore, ways gave to be found to strengthen the position of small and marginal farmers. This could be attempted through promoting cooperative groups effort among the farmers through the self-help group activity and advancing credit to groups rather than individuals. These self-help groups could be formed of non-government organizations and other civil society actors, including the agriculture extension staff under the aegis of the Panchayat institution. President Abdul Kalam in his convocation address to IRMA graduates in April 2002 called for a system approach to enhance agricultural productivity including soil analysis, seed choice, cultivation season, fertilizer selection and training to the farmers particularly in uses of remote sensing data and also of storage, marketing and banking system. According to SP Singh, negative impacts of globalization would have to be 
countered by the proactive moves on the part of the government. Measures like the proposed Rural Employment Guarantee Bill, which would provide constitutional guarantee for 100 days of employment to our members of each rural household willing to get manual work at the prescribed minimum wage, would go a long way in securing the position of the poor and landless in rural areas against the rich who are set to gain further in the new liberalized dispensation. This would have positive spin-off effect on the urban economy since demand for urban sector goods would rise due to augmented rural income as per Kenya's theory of income and employment. Hence, the challenge for development planners at the local level would be safeguarding the rights of the poor who could be further marginalized in the new dispensation. Innovation situations for the employment generation would need to be worked out. There is ample scope for employment generation in wasteland development, water harvesting and conservation, canal maintenance, rural and road construction and maintenance, social forestry, etc. The most important function would be in trust articulation and pressing or lobbying for that same in higher echelon of governance that is the central legislature where paradigmatic policy changes are effective. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.